You're listening to Podcasting Made Simple, where we deliver weekly masterclass episodes that help podcast hosts and podcast guests elevate their podcasting game. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today's episode features audio from a session of the latest PodPros quarterly event. To learn more about the speaker in this episode, along with other helpful resources, including the video version of this episode and links to attend next quarter's event, please visit podpros.com slash 164. And now please enjoy today's episode. How would you like to have your podcast seen by an additional 10 to 50,000 people this month without having to spend money on ads and without having to grind thousands of hours away promoting your podcast? And what if I told you you could also be closing five to six figure deals from your show without ever having to be a pushy, naggy, hard selling salesman? So my name is Josh Tapp. And if you don't know me, I'm actually the founder of the Lucky Titan podcast. And just a few years ago, I was the guy sitting there beating my head against the wall I had just launched my second podcast. I was wondering, why the heck won't anybody listen to my show? I've done 50 episodes. I haven't gotten any traction. I have like five listeners and three of them are my mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother, right? All the people who care the most about me. But I wasn't really gaining any real traction. And I remember sitting there in a mastermind one day going, man, I really wish that I knew how to leverage this content to actually make money. And I was sitting in this mastermind, had a bunch of really amazing people sitting around me, and I was listening to Russell Brunson speak. And I remember sitting back, listening to him, and he was like, guys, you need to be treating a podcast as if it's a business. And I remember sitting there going, I've always thought of it as a marketing tool. I'm like, oh, well, it gets me some more brand exposure. I get more visibility. But the truth of the matter was, is I didn't feel like it was really a business. I hadn't treated it like a business. And so I remember leaving that mastermind going, well, what if I just start like treating this like a sales opportunity or, or an opportunity to talk to somebody who I know is is high level and I can actually leverage those people to A, make money and B, get massive amounts of exposure. Now, from this methodology over the next three years, we actually developed a, a system called the podcast multiplier method. This was trial and error, multiple years, but this method is what took us to the top 25 on iTunes and helped us start closing five and six figure deals from our podcast without ever really selling because we really were just prescribing services to people. So I want to kind of hop into this method today and I want you to sit down and actually take notes on this methodology. I'm going to be looking down because there are seven steps and I'm horrible at memorizing things. So I want you guys to be able to, to know I'm not off here reading text or something. But I do have here the seven steps that we use in the podcast multiplier method to be able to multipurpose the bejeebles out of our content here. So um, this is how the system works. I want you, before you start doing this, A, I want you to bust out a paper and pencil because this is going to be a very simple method, but there's a lot of steps to it. But I want you to repeat something after me. I will not do steps three through seven on my own. Okay, repeat it, repeat it in your head. If you're sitting there in front of your camera, I want you to say that. I will not do steps three through seven by myself. I'll have somebody else on my team take care of steps three three through seven. So in all reality, you really only have to do, excuse me, um, steps number one and steps number two. So here's how they work. Let's start with step number one. So step number one is really the, the crux of everything that we do. And if you don't do step number one, nothing else comes from it because step number one is you need to record the content. No brainer, right? That's the part that all, keeps all of us scared. None of us really seem to want to actually go out and do this step because that's the scary part. But as a podcaster, you get, hey, I need to be getting in front of that mic. Now, I want to challenge all of you to do something a little bit out of your comfort zone. If you're not doing this at this point, you need to be recording a video 
as you record your podcast. Okay. You don't want to just be recording audio. That's the way to kind of hide behind things. And if you're an introvert like me, I really have a hard time getting on camera because it makes it difficult for me to want to really step out and, um, be on camera because like, you know, maybe I don't feel like I look good or I have weird tics or whatever, right? I'm the type of person that I mumble and things like this when I get on camera and it makes it difficult for me. But as an introvert, there's ways to be able to get on camera without feeling those same feelings. And the way that you do that is you start to interview people. So what you want to be doing is interviewing the top people in your industry. Now, I want you to be thinking about this. There's two different ways to go about interviewing people on your podcast. Now, some of you might say, Hey, Josh, my, my show is strictly for being a solo caster. I get it. Some of you might be extremely confident on camera, be that solar co- solar caster. All of this method still works well. Um, you just have to leverage different people to make it happen. So, but what my, my recommendation would be to, because most of us as podcasters are actually introverted people and we want to just share a message with the world, get our legacy out there and really just be, be kind of a voice without having to be up on a stage screaming, whatever, you know, and, and being that, that center of attention. So what I want you to be thinking about is you need to be interviewing people who are the top of their game. Now, let's just say you're in marketing, right? So our podcast is in marketing. And I remember looking at some of the top marketing leaders and saying, okay, I need to interview Russell Brunson. Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, these big name people. But I remember I've interviewed a few people like that. And I remember interviewing those people and then actually being a little bit let down by the results that came from that interview. And and I had that epiphany where I realized if you interview A-list players, they will not promote it for you. They have a huge promotion schedule. You're just another blip in their marketing plan. And not to say that they're they're unkind or can't or don't want to do it. It means that they just they just can't. It just doesn't fit in their schedule. So what you want to do is you actually want to be looking for those B-list people. And I try to think about it as who are the people who have created hyper-successful companies or they're hyper-successful athletes or whatever your topic of your podcast is, but who are the best in the industry who maybe are the, the unrecognized? Right. So I, I remember for me when I first started the Lucky Titan, one of my first interviews, um, his his first name was Luke, and I can't remember his last name now at the top of my head. But he um he had a hundred million dollar company um in the HVAC space, is what I want to say it was. He was basically a manufacturer for HVAC stuff. And it was it's an unsexy industry. He's extremely successful, but his story has never been told. Okay. Isn't that kind of crazy? You look at that and you say, oh, wow, this guy's hyper successful, but nobody ever asks him, hey, will you come on my show? And the beautiful thing about that is those sort of people know each other. If you'll leverage someone like him, you bring on a really big name person who maybe doesn't get as much PR exposure as as maybe like John Lee Dumas or Grant Cardone or somebody like that, but they're a hyper successful person. They have everything you need to make a great piece of content, but that person will promote you like crazy because you were one of their first opportunities to get on a stage and tell their story. So that's how we record content. We look at it as how do we find the top players in our space who are amazing people and get them to come on our show. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, okay, but where, how, what, why, right? If you want to start a podcast, all you really need is Zoom. Zoom.us, right? This is the simple platform. This is where I'm actually recording this, um, this talk on here right now is that that Zoom is a great place for you to be able to record video and audio. And you can actually set up a setting on there to record two different audio tracks if you want to get crazy with it so that you're getting your guest's audio track and your audio track. And you can have somebody edit both of those simultaneously so that there's not any weird mix up when it comes to the editing process. I digress, but that is seriously... Um, I, I don't see why you would use any other platform other than if you want to do lives or whatever. You know, There's a lot of different things you can use, 
But Zoom is sufficient. It's all you really need to make this method happen. And I want you to be paying attention to this is as we go through the podcast multiplier method, none of this is very difficult stuff. And I'm not going to expect you to have 4K quality, amazing cinema quality video or, or amazingly produced audio. All of this is literally a numbers game. Okay. We're playing this as how do we get our message out there to the masses and close some deals along the way. Okay, so that's step number one. Make sure you're recording content. Now, the method I'm about to, to break down for you and the amount of content we're going to produce here and getting 10 to 50,000 people requires you to produce one piece of content a week. But I want to challenge all of you to do at least two. Okay, So that's going to be doubling or even tripling the, the numbers that I'm giving you right now. But, but this method is built around just do one episode a week. If you can just get yourself out of your comfort zone, network on LinkedIn for a little bit, get one person a week, and then you're off to the races. Okay? Or if you're smart, use Podmatch and you can be loaded up really quickly. So step number two. So step number one, obviously, is record the content. Step number two is I want you to create a partnership. Now, here's the beautiful thing. Most of you who have been podcasters for any amount of time know that you can leverage your podcast to close deals. You can do this by generating partnerships. Now, I'm just going to go high level here with, with sales. A lot of people look at sales as, oh, I've got to have... Um, an onboarding call, or excuse me, a kickoff call. What do they call them? A discovery call. That's what it is. I need to have a discovery call. I need to have a, a closing call. And I need to have a contract call and all these stupid things, right? Complete waste of time, right? We've closed five and six-figure deals. We closed a $150,000 deal when we only had five listeners on our show. Because what we did was we interviewed really hyper-successful people. And as we were, as I was interviewing them, I was just kind of acting as the doctor, right? My job was here to prescribe them what they needed. So what I did is I sit here and I listen to, to my guests. And we had this particular guest. He was worth about $40, $50 million at the time. And he's like, Josh, um, we were talking on the show and, and I was kind of analyzing what he'd been doing for marketing. And I found that his big gap, as I was looking at his website while we were talking, is his website was miserable. It was awful. He had no funnel. He didn't really have anything that could have produced him sales through his website. He was a strictly referral-based business who had gone to nearly $50 million, by the way. Nuts, right? Crazy stuff. But then I'm sitting there going, man, I wish I had a product that I could sell this guy, you know, where I could build a funnel for him. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. But then I had this name, name come to mind. And I remember thinking, this is the guy. He's the guy who does amazing jobs on funnels. So I, I sat down with this guest after the interview. And I was like, thank you so much for the show. Um, I really appreciate you and everything. You know, you mentioned on there, and I was looking at your site that you really don't have a great like inbound lead system through a sales funnel. And he's like, Josh, I know this is like my number one bane of my existence. Um, he's like, Do you know anybody? I'm like, Yes, I do. I have this guy who is fantastic at creating sales funnels. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to connect you with him. And he said, Yes, absolutely. Now, did that feel like a sales opportunity? Did that feel like I was selling him or hard selling him? I was just like, Let me introduce you to my friend. So I then. Um, I called up my friend right after that call and I was like, hey, I have this guy. He's looking for this full revamp and everything. And this guy was like, well, you know, I'm not cheap. And I'm like, well, I, I totally get that. And he was doing the whole, you know, Facebook ads, everything. Um, and he told me, he's like, hey, Josh, um, you know, I'll give you a $25,000 commission if we can close this guy on a $150,000 $150, deal. And I remember going, holy cow, this is how you do it. <laughs> so I, I uh, called up my, my guy I interviewed, brought him, I connected these two guys and they closed the deal within 20 minutes. Deal was closed. Josh got his commission. I got $25,000 from one call. And I remember sitting here going, I need to be interviewing people every day doing this, right? This is what I call the prescription method, right? We are the doctor. We're the person who's here to remedy their problem as they're on our show. 
Now, the big thing that you want to be doing is this, this really isn't industry specific. You could be doing this with athletes, with actors and actresses, you know, whoever you want to interview, entrepreneurs, whatever, investors, and just be listening. Just listen to them. Figure out what they're missing. And then don't be the person to be like, hey, this is what you're missing. Just start talking about it and say, hey, I couldn't help but notice that you, know, you haven't done this piece or what have you. Have you ever thought about doing this piece? Nine times out of 10, they'll say, say your name. They'll be like, Josh, yes, I do need help with that. Who do you recommend? And if it's your service, great. You get, a great, you get to make the money. But for me, what we do is I probably out of every five guests I interview, I end up partnering with all five of them, every single one of them, because I will help them find what they're missing and fill that gap. Okay. So maybe they don't end up buying a product from any of my friends or what have you, but they have an email list and they're like, Josh, thank you so much. Let's promote this episode together. Let's promote you. And I can go back to that person when I'm ready to sell my service and say, Hey, I have uh, this new, this new offering. Would you promote it? And they will say, yes, I could promise you that these people are willing to give back because they're not those A-listers. They're the B-listers. They're the people who are, don't have their story being told. Now I'm getting short on time here, so I've got to start busting through this, guys. But but those are the first two most important steps because those are your steps. That's what you should be focusing on as the entrepreneur. Now I'm going to repeat those steps. Step one: record the content. Step number two is that you need to actually partner with every single guest. If you understand this, you should be doing this. You should be interviewing people multiple times a day. Get this done because this becomes the ultimate sales process and gets you in the door faster with the big name entrepreneurs. Now. Step number three through seven. Again, I do not want you doing this. Repeat after me, right? Do I will not be the one to do steps three through seven. So who should be doing this? This is the thing. You really want to have at least one person on your team doing this. For me, we have six different hands who touch my content as we move through it because we have specialized people who do every single piece of the process. But for you, it, let's just say you don't have anybody currently to handle this process. This is not something you can do by yourself. You cannot be doing these steps three through seven. Steps one and two, you can do no matter what. You could be broke as a joke and do those two steps and you're going to crush it. But three through seven is how you really get ridiculously visible and blow up your brand. So the first thing that you want to do, we've recorded a video and an audio at this point, right? We want to create three pillar pieces of content. The way we do that is we need to first edit the content. So we take the audio... We edit it down and create a podcast episode, right? So we create typically what you would normally do as a podcaster, right? We edit the audio. So we use something like Audacity or Adobe Audition to be able to edit down that, um, that episode and make it industry standard. The second thing is we need to get that episode transcribed. And what we do with that transcription is we actually have somebody listen to it and write it down. And then they will also take notes as they go along the way, which then becomes a blog post. It's not just the transcript. It's a blog post built around um, that specific piece of content, right? They're actually taking notes on, hey, this is what was said. These are the key points. Here's some fun quotes. That's what we do within, um, within the podcast. So that's, that's the second pillar piece. The third pillar piece is the video. We take the video, we chop the beginning, we chop the end, we clean it up if we need to. We add some fun little images over it or whatever. All of this can be done within YouTube and then you upload it to YouTube. So step number three is to edit the, into those three pieces of content. Get to those three pieces done. Okay. Step number four is create the three pillar pieces of content, right? So we need to actually upload those to where they need to go. So we upload to YouTube. We do the editing and everything there. So it's already done. We then um, create the blog post. Now the blog post itself, there's two different ways you can do it. And I recommend to people to be thinking about this is that the blog post is there to collect people's email addresses. That's the information that we want to collect from them. So 
that information that you're collecting from them needs to be through some sort of pop-up. So on your page, let's just say we have a blog post. Every time you have a blog post, there should be a pop-up on there that's like, hey, subscribe to my email list because of XYZ. Give them a freebie, give them something that they would be interested in. And the thing that I can tell you is you don't have to be that creative to get people to opt in. Okay, Come up with some really fancy little hook and just add it onto your page, add a pop-up or what have you. So that's one of the methods. You can put it on your site and do it that way. But we've actually found this way that we love. Instead of putting it on our site, we'll actually put it as an article on LinkedIn. The reason we do that is because LinkedIn is actually prioritized on search engines. And so a lot of this content actually gets boosted right to the top of Google because it's already SEO optimized via LinkedIn. And it answers a very specific question. And people who are on LinkedIn are going to be much more likely to actually engage with that content, give you their email address and what have you. And so what we do is just periodically through that article on LinkedIn, we'll throw in a link that's like, hey, if you want to join our newsletter or whatever, here it is. If you want to learn more about this, here it is, right? You can add in all of your links and you're, you're set to go. So I would highly recommend using LinkedIn or a website up to you. Depends on which one gets more traffic. You probably can't be LinkedIn. So that's the second piece of pillar content. The third piece is to upload the episode, the audio episode using Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Anchor.fm, or whatever you want to use. You use a host to upload it directly to the platform. You all know how to do that. So those are your three pillar pieces of content that are done. Right. So at this point, we've recorded the content, we've made a partner, we've edited the content, we've uploaded our three pillar pieces of content. Now, here's the cool thing is that when you upload through a host and you get listed with all these directories, you're all of a sudden on 20 different platforms that will be seen by, you know, anywhere from 10 to 150, maybe even 250 people right off the bat with almost zero promotion. That's the cool thing is when you put them on these platforms, your brand is at least seen, right? People may not go listen to the episode, but it gets listed and it gets seen by people. That's the number one most important thing is that people can find you wherever they go, right? This is the whole point of the podcast multiplier method is that you're seen everywhere, but you're only consumed in the places that you care about, okay? I want you to keep that in your mind. So step number five, this is the part where we actually multi-purpose the content. And this is the part that most people get excited about is this actually is where we take the single piece of content, we turn it into over 30 pieces of content. So what we do is obviously it's been listed on 20 different audio platforms. It's, there's an article on LinkedIn, You've got the blog post or what have you. But then I want you to create five different pieces of content from the video um, and the content that was created from, from the podcast. You're going to do five different pieces of content. You're going to do two captioned social media videos. Now, these are the videos that have the text on the bottom that will just follow along. And uh, so when you're, when you're watching the video on social media, you don't have to have the audio on it's because a talking head... Nobody's going to click play on a talking head, but what you say might get people to be sucked into to the interview, right? So we have a captioned social media video. You need two of those. They need to be anywhere from 60 or excuse me, from 45 to 60 seconds. The reason they can't be longer than that is because these are going to go on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere. And some of those platforms have very strict specifications about length of video that can go on the platform. Okay. So you want to divide it into two captioned social media videos, and then you want to create three quote cards. Now, these quote cards are very, very simple. Create a quick, punchy little quote that has a picture of you somewhere on the page. Now, some people will make it look like a Twitter tweet where they've snapped a picture of it, has like their little Twitter handle or whatever, right? You could absolutely do that. Um, the ones we really like to do is we have a, it's a square picture. We have the picture of the guest with a line to the middle. And on the, on the left-hand side, there's actually a, um, a, a small little punchy quote. And we'll add like a link at the bottom of it or whatever to say, hey, go listen to the episode. So you need to create three of those, okay? So that isn't 30 pieces of content, right? Wrong. That's the whole thing is we take this content and we then post it everywhere. Step number 
Six is that we schedule the content, okay? We're taking that content and we're rescheduling it out so that it can be seen over and over and over and over again. But instead of just blasting out a bunch of content in one place, we, we want this to be resurfaced every couple months, every couple weeks, right? We want this content to keep coming up over and over again to keep driving them back to this page. And the cool thing about this is if you stagger your content like this, people will have a reason to be on every single platform you're on. They'll follow you on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, because they know you're going to have different content in those places. So here's how you schedule the content. This is very, very simple. On the day your episode goes live, you post one of your captioned social media videos. It's basically like a commercial saying, hey, go listen to my show. Okay, And we want to publish on at least the big four, which is Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. If you can do those four, you're off to the races. Okay, So we published all four of those places. And each of those have different specifications, right? Twitter, you only have a certain amount of text you can add in with that post. On, um, on Instagram, the, the video has to be shorter and you need it really punchy and a lot of hashtags and whatnot, right? So each of those becomes its own individual piece of content. So you went from one caption video to four all of a sudden. And if you're smart, you'll do it to five, six, seven, eight platforms, right? Because if you have somebody else managing this, they can handle it. They can put it on other platforms. It's not a lot of extra time for them. So... We do that. That we do the first caption video on the day the episode goes live. The day after the episode goes live, we just do a little reminder on all the same platforms. We post one of the captions, or excuse me, one of the quote cards. We post one of the quote cards to all those different platforms. The day after, and it links back and says, "Hey, just in case you missed the episode, it was amazing. We loved it. We had an incredible interview or whatever. Go check it out." That's the second post we make. Now, then 30 days later, you'll post the second caption social media saying, hey, um, you may have missed this episode, but it was amazing. You'll want to check it out, blah, 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 right? Post it to all four platforms. Then 60 days later, we post the second quote card. And and um, what is it? 180 days. 180 days later, I'm like, I, how old is six months? <laughs> 180 days later, you'll post that third quote card. Now, when you do this, you went from five pieces of content to what's five times four? 20 pieces of content right there, okay? And if you're smart, you'll add it to two more platforms. Now, I wanna show you this because this is the really cool part is that even if you're getting zero engagement with these posts, you're being seen everywhere. People are gonna start being like, oh yeah, you're that guy who posts content all day, every day. You're that you're the gal who goes out there and, and uh, interviews these really amazing entrepreneurs. I, I've seen some of your content, right? You're going to become micro famous just because you're everywhere. That's the whole thing is you're playing that numbers game. And I want you to think about it this way, is that being seen is the important part because when you go to make an offer, people know who you are, okay? This is the huge, most important part about branding. You need people to know who you are. It's not about creating like a McDonald's style brand or anything. It's just, you just need to be seen. You're not being loud enough. I promise you, no matter who's listening to this, you're not being loud enough. So I want you to look at this and go, okay, just do the math in your head. If we have 30 pieces of content between the blog posts, the articles, whatever, you know, we've post, we've posted, you know, 30 to 60 pieces of content on social media. If all of those posts get the minimum amount of views, so what typically happens with the algorithms on these, these social media platforms is it'll show it to about 150 to 250 people without even asking you. Like it just, it just does it, right? Because it's like, hey, let's see if people actually like this. If somebody engages within that time frame, it'll show it to another 150 or 250 people. And then when somebody else engages again, that's what happens. That's how viral content happens. So the what you can do as this is kind of be what, a, what I would call a 6A, step 6A, is you can have somebody managing this, this system and actually getting engagements on, on the content. And that will help you get more and more and more exposure. But if you, even if you do none of that, 
getting 250 views times 60 pieces of content or whatever it is per episode, that's going to put you way over 10,000 um, views on your content. Or, and in my, so like, let's just do some math here. <laughs> let's just say for every episode, you're doing those 30 pieces of content and you're getting 10,000 views per episode, but you're doing one a week, right? That means you're at 40,000 people seeing you, seeing your brand, seeing your face, knowing what you do. So when you go make an offer of those 40,000 people, some of them are going to say, Hey, I recognize this person. I'm going to go check out their actual content now because I've seen them. Okay, so that's step number six. Step number seven is collect the cash, guys. This is where you make that offer. Make some offer on social media. Make an offer on your email list. Make an offer on your podcast because people know you're there. Start collecting cash for your offers. Okay. Now, here's the beautiful thing about the podcast multiplier method. This method works no matter what industry you're in. But the cool part about it is that you're able to take this methodology and be seen even if you have zero industry experience. You're not an expert in the field, but you want to be seen. This is the way to do it. And I want you to think about it this way, is that as you're, as you're putting your content out there and as you're being seen, you're going to learn how to better promote your brand. But the other thing for you is maybe you don't even promote your own brand. You promote somebody else's brand. But this puts you in a position of strength. And it creates a platform that will allow you to keep bringing more and more amazing people on. You're making money all along the way and you don't even really have to have a business. <laughs> Realistically, you could just build your own platform. And we didn't even touch on sponsorships or like 15 other ways to make money, but I hope that gives you an idea that, that you, could actually, you could actually leverage what you have, leverage a very small team, and you could nail this method to really scale and grow exponentially. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcasting Made Simple. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please share a screenshot or picture of yourself listening to it on social media. Be sure to tag us so we can follow you and also reshare it. Additionally, if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this as well, please send it their way. For show notes and resources from this episode, please visit podpros.com slash 164. Thank you again for listening and I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week.